All right. So, hey, everyone. It's those good old-fashioned values. Let him read his poem. Let him read his poem. I was introducing. I was introducing your guest. No, we're going to start off with the poem. Okay, it's a cold open. All right, fine. God. Oh, okay. Hang on. Let me open that thing. Okay. Hello, everyone. You've joined us for a very special episode of these good old-fashioned values. Now, unfortunately, we were not able to acquire special guests for our Hanukkah episode. So today, you're stuck with me, Sweet Palma, reading you a Christmas poem. Christmas is coming over hill and dale. The church bells are ringing. Can't you hear them wail? Santa Claus and Jesus Christ are delivering gifts to little boys and little girls distributed across eight-hour shifts. Why is it these two and not the usual crew? The reasons are tragic, but simple and few. Mrs. Claus got caught cheating. The elves all went on strike. The reindeer got poisoned by Antifa last night. But don't you cry, and don't complain, because Santa Claus and Jesus Christ got Christmas up and running again. They rented a U-Haul or a truck from Home Depot. They barely made it to Rochester. Neither had their CDL. Ah! Hey, I'm from there. Just in time, Santa Claus and Jesus Christ... Oh, this is the narrator uh, thing, because I couldn't get this bit to rhyme. Uh, In time, Santa Claus and Jesus Christ reach a small hamlet. One of those towns that's just like a 7-Eleven and like five houses on the side of a state highway and nothing else. Cold and alone, Santa and Jesus made a beeline for that 7-Eleven to buy some provisions. In walked Santa Claus, with Jesus close in tow. Ding dong went the door chime. Sandeep said hello. <laughs> what will you have? The night manager asked. <laughs> We're all out of corn dogs, but we've been bootleg CBD and diet Baja Blast. This is our main episode. Uh, one of each, said Santa, not knowing what he'd bought. And please, good sir, two Slim Jims for this hippie motherfucker that I brought. He pointed to Jesus, and Jesus waved high. He wanted Delta 8 gummies in a medium dirty Sprite. Santa paid with credit, and Jesus went with cash. Ding dong went the door time, as it opened with a crash. The wind cried out and the cold rushed in, around three hooded figures who stood at attention on the threshold, fingers on their triggers. The guy in front wore a black leather duster, black tinted shades and all the swag he could muster. Two guys behind him looked much worse for wear, wearing soggy cold sneakers and snow in their hair. The guy with the duster got closed and raised his hand. He asked Sandeep to give him all the money. Capiche? Understand? Jesus said, watch this, and quietly approached. The two goons had quickly caved in both their throats. Before they could squeak or raise the alarm, Santa had sneaked behind the head honcho and grabbed hold of his arm. He said, young man, won't you please have some mercy on a poor grandfather? who's shopping at 7-Eleven for gifts for his granddaughters. The gangster's heart softened, perhaps just a tick, enough to distract him from Jesus' roundhouse kick. He never saw it coming, he never had a pair. Before the men had hit the ground, the world had lost a pimp and player. Santa and Jesus high-fived while Sandeep stood agog. They tried to pay and check out, but the Indian couldn't talk. They shuffled past the snowdrifts and made it to their car. Santa had some Delta 8, and Jesus cracked a PBR. They had a long night of non-stop driving in their rented U-Haul truck, spreading presents and columns each. Kids said, whoa, and what the fuck? 
So if you get a shitty gift, don't scream or cry or pout. Santa Claus and Jesus Christ spent all night getting that shit out. Despite unfaithful wife, communists, and Antifa threatening Christmas, Santa Claus and Jesus Christ made it happen. They really went the distance. So what if the cops found them, crashed and half asleep, behind the wheel of their automobile, blowing 0.3 BAC? Your honor, you'll find my clients simply wrapped up in their quest to spread joy and happiness to children and try to do their best. They may have maimed two hobos and killed a famous gangster, but that's all in the past. It happened in another stanza. It may sound far-fetched, and it may sound untrue, but this is really how they got acquitted on count of manslaughter too. But due to counts of DUI and grand larceny, however, Jesus Christ and Santa Claus caught the book and were remanded to jail forever. Very nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Really in the in the spirit of the season, I will say, I wish you had warned us that you were going to do an Asian vo- or uh, an Indian voice Why? before we got into this, because this is our main episode, so anyone can listen to this, and our names are attached to it. Oh, we true. Just... Put that in a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> Paste that into a bonus episode. Okay. Well, sorry. Maybe, but... maybe we'll get. Maybe maybe I can dub in <laughs> a, ta- the Indian person talking, Sandeep talking in a normal voice. Oh, maybe okay. maybe yeah. I can maybe I can do some post edit. If you'd like I, to, I can I redo like... those lines without. The offensive. Sure, sure, okay. sure. Yeah, send me, send me your sides when we're done with this. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Hey, everyone. It's those good old-fashioned values. Uh, we're doing another reading series episode, and rather than our usual format of picking and choosing uh, a couple of choice little stories, we have one 20-page epic that Ty uncovered yeah. on Archive of Our Own. And joining us today is uh, our friend, returning guest, uh, Sweet Boy Palma. Palma. How are you doing? Glad to be here enjoying some fine literature with uh, all of you. So, uh, should we just dive right in? I think so. I would just like to, before we go any further, I would just like to thank the wonderful website that is Archive of Our Own for for making so much content possible. And for catching all our nut uh, uh, during our teenage years. Our show would be be much lesser uh, without it. It has served us well. So let's let's start. Um, do we have a preference on who starts? I think you mind if I kick it off. Yeah, sure. go ahead. You found okay. this. So what's the story called? Okay. This story is called Geboren on Christmas Eve. Our you know our, our German speaking listeners can go find out what that means and and maybe get a clue for what's going on. But we'll for for my co-hosts. I'm just excited for them to see where the story goes. I I. I looked at chapter one a little bit, and uh, I'm, mm-hmm. mm, I'll save it for when they see it. Okay. <clears throat> I can't wait. Chapter one. Not much affected the hardened New York City cop. But the moment he foolishly snapped at its estranged wife, Holly, just when they were starting to get along, hit him like an unforgiving punch to the gut. All because she signed her checks with her maiden name of Gennaro. He watches as she briskly walks out the door to give her speech to an awaiting mass of Christmas Eve partygoers of the Nakatomi Plaza in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I want to ask, before we go yeah. any further, did you specifically look for a diehard one, or did you just happen to settle for this one because it was so good I, on its own? 
I was I was looking for a number of Christmas related things. I found a Santa one. I found a Rudolph one. I you know I was looking around for a Grinch one, and then I came across this because I thought it'd be funny to throw in one Die Hard, and I found this story, and it blew me away. Okay, so I was uh, like, yeah. Before we go any further, I would just like to remind everyone to go to uh, Reddit.com r slash tgof follow, and because there's so many good posts there, I'm sure. Uh, Do we have a Reddit? I'm pretty sure we don't. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, who the fuck? What, what are you talking about? Uh, he's trying to see. He's trying to say that the Die Hard argument is Reddit, but he did it in the sweatiest, most <laughs> mentally challenged way he could. I go to www.com. Yeah. No, it's it, it's not sweatiest. It's it's Twitch. It is. It's of course. It's incredibly it's, it, sweaty. It's Twitch brain yeah. rot. All right. We yeah. Got Twenty pages. Okay, you ready? Yep. McLean gives a heavy sigh, running a callous thumb delicately over the worn sleeve of his billfold, containing a small, scribbled note from his children beside it. A photo of his daughter. Smiling warmly. All the while, he is completely unaware of what was unfolding just a floor below him. Two men of a high-profile German terrorist group enter the lobby. One acting as distraction as the other snuffs out the front desk security guard. Theo, their cyber hacker, went to work disabling all main elevators apart from the service. Meanwhile, Carl, their leader's second-in-command, shoots and kills a second guard with a silenced pistol, this allowing clearance for the others to enter. We're in. Theo radios fellow group member Hydric, whom, once got word, eased the Pacific Courier truck into the loading dock of the underground garage. Can I pause for just a second? I just love how this is just a rehash of the first, like, ten minutes of Die yeah, Hard, yeah. but it's written like a yeah. sex scene. There is yeah. a twist at a point, but yeah, it's most of the story is just... You remember the movie Die Hard? Yeah. yeah. Remember how uh, McLean fingers his billfold uh, yeah. like it's a pussy, uh, and then looks at a picture of his daughter, and she's smiling warmly back at him? And yeah. And it's so basically, sexual. Basically, <laughs> Up until a point, they're writing the novelization for the movie Die Hard. I, I got one more. Uh, remember when Bruce Willis wasn't bald? Uh, he was always kind of bald. The yeah, he was Bruno. Always he was always clean shaven. Yeah. Within minutes, their leader, Hans Gruber, accompanied by the remaining henchmen, disembark. He and fellow terrorist, Eddie, joined the men in the lobby. They, they really need us to know that they know the names of all the... That, like all the terrorists in Die Hard, they're I mean, really look, impressed look, by this. They, yeah. they, look, look! If they don't do this, how else? What else can their uh, thousand viewings of the movie Die Hard be used for? I guess. Carl is thrown a duffel bag and given orders to join his younger brother Tony. Tony, remember Tony? I know his name. Remember to that? Sabotage the plaza's telephone lines. Hans keeps firm hold of the building's key card. Gesh now. What? Gruber commands sternly. The fair-haired German quickened his pace towards the downstairs junction boxes. As Hans neared the door, he stops for a moment, the corner of his mouth forming into a brief small smile. Parting his gray trench coat slightly as a hand lightly caressed his gravid middle, there was, of course, skepticism and hesitation among his men, initially. Having a heavily pregnant leader at the helm of the operation could possibly <laughs> <laughs> That's really good. 
That's really good. I, I love AO3. Man. That is the best turn this could have taken. I mean, to be honest, it's an AO3 story, so yeah, I'm not, not super, surprised, super surprised. I feel like most of the stories about, uh, like, on there, even the erotic ones, are mostly about, like, and It's so funny, because you look at the stories this person wrote, every single one is Empreg. <laughs> Do they have Empreg Columbo? I will, I will look through what they have, and we can... We can... I would love. I'm just gonna to say this. I think yeah. I think it's a lot more weird to have a impreg story than a bunch of a. No, 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 no. He, but here's know? what I'm saying. Here's what I'm saying. I think you're right about that. I think it is weirder to have all impreg stories than a bunch of impreg yeah. stories. You know what I mean? Mm. Yeah, I think the body of his work is entirely Empreg yeah. stories. Look, look, everyone has to fight for their niche online, and this guy has chosen to be one of okay. the Empreg guys. Is he good at it? We'll I'll see. Know, we'll but... see. He wrote 20 pages worth, so we'll yeah. see if... Okay, you ready? Let me start the sentence again. <sighs> Having a heavily pregnant leader at the helm of the operation could possibly spell death for all 13 of them. However, they work too hard to turn back now. The 640 million in bearer bonds within the Nakatomi vault was well within their reach. So long as they didn't divert from the course. Hans waited several seconds with the card pressed firmly against the scanner. Unwittingly smiling once more as he felt his daughter's tiny foot nudge the palm of his hand. No. <sighs> no. Once accessed, he tosses it to Eddie, whom now is manning the desk and tucks the card inside his suit jacket. Gruber gives a nod towards Theo, his cue to cut down the hall ahead of him. Meanwhile, the brothers went to work severing the lines. As Tony sifted through the migraine-inducing bundle of cords, clamping them off and setting the time device to disable it. Carl emerged, giving an almost devilish grin from behind his face shield as he revved up the chainsaw. Nine, nine, nine. Shish, shish, kopf. I, I don't speak German. I don't know. I, I really, I, I really just love how detonate after detonating that bomb, yeah, they yeah. just go back yeah, to yeah. recapping no, the plot of Die Hard. That, what, <laughs> what really drew me to this, and what I thought was so amazing, was that they play it entirely straight. This is just the plot. It's of just the plot Die of Die Hard, but Hans Gruber is pregnant. Tony. That's kind of yeah. incredible. Tony growled, beads of sweat running down his forehead as he very nearly got the last wire clamped before his older brother went hog wild and harshly tore through the junction poles like a hot knife through butter. Just as McLean had touched base with his precinct back home, he was perplexed when the line mysteriously went dead. Back on the lobby floor, Hans and the others board the service elevator. Their submachine guns closed, not the ready, as the lift ascended towards the 30th floor. It announcing their arrival with a classic ding. A classic that ding. classic ding that we all know and love. Uh, yeah. Ding. There we go. This guy's really into, exactly this guy's like okay. This guy's an Empreg, but he's also an elevator I guy. can tell he's also really yeah, into yeah, elevators. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sure. yeah. He's an S thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the the elevator. As yeah, I'm, I'm imagining him like writing. He has strong opinions about Otis down. versus yeah, yeah 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 up and down in an elevator. Yeah. The men slowly step out, surveying the crowds of people. Hello? McLean exclaimed, his tone conveying the same amount of confusion. 
Just as he held the phone to his ear, once more the sharp sound of gunfire erupts, followed abruptly by screaming. He gathers his gun off the bathroom floor, rushing towards the front and peeking through a crack in the door. Absolute chaos unfolding as heavily armed men swept the area, forcibly clearing the frightened office workers from their rooms, rounding them together in the vast plaza area. By the way, if, if anyone's wondering why these pauses are coming in weird spots, it's because this person doesn't know how to use commas. Every play, Everywhere yeah. a comma should be, they just put a period. Yeah, he's doing, like, the James Elroy thing of just having, like, really terse, short sentences. Yeah, but except really he's odd. not, because he's writing long, complex sentences and then breaking them down into thirds. Look, yeah. look, yeah. look. Seventh grade English is really hard, you guys. Seventh grade English. Yeah, seventh grade speaking is really tough, too, apparently. <laughs> look, look. <Yeah>. Much, much- <laughs> My peepaw told me that seventh grade English is just too damn hard. <laughs> <laughs> my my girlfriend is in seventh grade, and she says it's really, really hard. Oh, I didn't realize you had a girlfriend. I thought you were a gay man. Well, she's pre-op, so... Got it, got it, got girlfriend. it. Okay. Uh, okay. That's, she doesn't know it yet. A pre-op child must be very tough, because it's like, what is there to, you know? Like, you don't got anything there. <laughs> this is a main, I would like to remind <laughs> Yeah, let's reflect like on it. How is it that uh, you don't grow anything until you're 21? I used to be completely flat down there. Oh, like a Ken doll. Nothing going. Like, yeah, like a Ken doll. Okay. Or, or a Barbie like doll. Mars. Yeah, yeah. I think Mars, yeah, is, really, I think doll, Mars yeah. is really bumpy. Like, are you saying you had, like, cystic acne down there? Or? Uh, no, no, I, I had... Yeah, because I shaved all my pubes, but never walked. Oh, so, so. you grew pubes, but uh. just not... The, okay, okay. Let me, yeah, yeah. let me get back to this. It's, it's really funny. It's a, lot of, a lot of guys say they had a penis before they had pubes. I had pubes before I had oh, a penis. It's crazy. Weird. Yeah. Okay. okay, let me... Yeah. McLean takes this moment to rush up the stairwell towards the unfinished 32nd floor. With the crowd still in hysteria, the company's coke-fiend ass-kisser, Ellis, also based on me, uh, unsuccessfully attempted to bring a lull to the insanity. Another round of gunfire pierces the air, finally bringing the distraught hostages to silence. Ladies and gentlemen, Hans calmly addresses the crowd. His palms momentarily raised and his German accent cutting in thick. Standing atop the small platform, he repeats this line once more, before diving into the small black book in hand. Suddenly, slamming his eyes shut and a sharp hiss escaping him as his daughter's movements intensified. <laughs> Is his daughter, like, piloting him like a mech? Yeah, his daughter, he's an Eva, and his daughter's up there. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's like Ratatouille, right? Yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> That's what all pregnancies are like, Ratatouille, if you think about it. Yeah. Franco, the group's only other Frenchman, apart from Christophe, takes notice. Uh, are you uh, all this uh, all right? He hastily inquires, trying his best to split focus between the pain German and the sea of hostages. Hans grits his teeth briefly before uttering an agitated fine. Flipping through another couple pages of the book. Due to the Nakatomi Corporation's legacy of greed around the globe, you're, they're about to be taught a lesson in the real use of power. You will be witnesses. Now, where is Mr. Takagi? Okay, 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 okay. So I was, I got through that part. <laughs> Imagine being in that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> and you see a bunch of armed terrorists 
come up the es- you know the elevator and start you know firing shots and like start t- keeping you guys hostages and you're scared you're terrified and then, and then you're like wait is that guy fucking pregnant <laughs> Is that a pregnant man? They're just like there's people like hostages in the crowd, just like raising their hands. It's like there will be no questions at this time. Yeah, I know that I am pregnant, and uh, it is obviously uh, a very large bump. I am on my third trimester, uh, and uh, I am very willing to stay here and uh, give birth. Uh, while taking you hostage. We are very, very excited. We have not chosen on a name, but we will be doing a water birth. Imagine that that whiplash. You're like, oh my god, I'm going to die. Oh my god, I need to call my family. Hey, wait a second. Oh my god, we're finding out your baby's gender. Oh my god, right next to uh, uh, Hans Gruber. Oh my god. uh, He never got a a sonogram. just another bankrupt child. It's it's like if like the 9-11 hijackers had like 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 life vests on. It's like if they were all dressed like the village people. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like if they had pinwheel hats on. Yeah, and you're... (laughs) Oh, hi there. I'm here to fly a plane into the Twin Towers. <laughs> yeah. Like that. <laughs> you know, we all have, you know, yeah, we, we all have a bet that. going on you, me and the boys down, down at the bottom. <laughs> what are my odds? Well, we all think you're going to get pregnant, so not great. <laughs> Man, I wish I could do impressions. If I could pull out a Carl Winslow like that, are you kidding me? Oh man! All right, who wants to do chapter two? Yeah. All right, uh, Max, oh, you want to read chapter two? I would love to. <laughs> the Die Hard three opening sign. Of, <laughs> I hate the N word. It's I hate, I hate our dead man. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking around Harlem with the I hate Empregs and then a bunch no, no, of just no, black no, guys no, who are Empregs no, 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 no. Uh, the, the board has a hole cut into it so That's the belly great, can dude. pop out. I was going to say he was walking around with a sign that just has like a pregnancy test on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. right, chap- chapter two. He's got it written on a moo moo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, anyway. Holly tightened her grip about around her boss's arm. Joseph Yashinobu Takagi, Hans declared, keeping his calm and tone ominous, weaving slowly through the crowds as he lifted off Takagi's entire background, his henchmen loyally by his side, examining the anxious faces that, that surrounded him. Vice Chairman of Zanakatomi Investment Group. Enough! A voice from behind him piped up, the power he had hoped for behind his words falling flat. Hans smirked, turning around at the same pace, expression fairly eager. And Faza, oh five. I am Mr. Takagi. <laughs> oh, see, Japanese I, man I like your reading on that. I also really like how they wrote it, where he's just like, "I'm Mr. Takagi." Like he's introducing himself. <laughs> Hi, what can Hi, I get for you up? today? Will you like fries with that? Oh, it's, yeah. oh, my wife is my wife is telling me all about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you work with her in marketing. Hi, I'm Mr. Takagi. <laughs> I, th- there's also obviously the question, given the context of this story, 
Is he the father of... Did he carry anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm Mr. sure this Mr. is a big Ticardi, part of... father of five and mother of two. <laughs> anyway, uh, the older Japanese man affirmed. Uh, he could feel his boldness slipping in the face of the intimidating, intimidating German. Hans grinned slightly. How do you do? It is a pleasure to meet you. You realize he, you realize he just talks like Alan Rickman in that movie. Like, he doesn't have a heavy German accent. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> okay. Yeah. This is my okay. world. He's pregnant in okay. this that's one, fair. okay? That's fair, that's fair. He's cannot pregnant yell at me and he has a heavy German, German accent. You're right, you're right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How do you do? It's a pleasure to meet you. With that, Takagi is whisked away by Carl. Gathering once again in the cramped service elevator, the group make their way towards Takagi's office. Riding on the sliver of hope that he held the code that could disable at least one of the safeguards on the computer. Hans marveled at the scale models placed in orderly fashion, coming up on the grand layout for a bridge. I always enjoyed to make models when I was a boy. Their hostage kept silent. This was until hearing the German growl Scheiße under his breath, feeling as though his insides were being stabbed. Carl looked on concerned. Takagi hesitantly inquired what's happening. You never mind, Carl snapped, no one being the least cognizant of McLean's presence. Wait, since when When did fucking uh, McLean he was, get, in, get, get in the fucking elevator? Oh, he's in the... Uh... They're all in the elevator now. What yeah, the hell? What's he doing? Maybe he's... I yeah, don't know. Right. Maybe they just mean his presence in the building. Maybe, I don't know. But that, that didn't make any fucking sense. Doesn't make any sense. This person should have had one more Adderall. This person, should, this person should have focused less on the pregnancy and more on the plot. Yeah. Yeah, because that's what the people... This guy can remember, like, the names of, like, the 13th <laughs> yeah. terrorist, but can't, like, keep yeah. together where McLean is Mother... in the building. Uh, I like that little detail. I like the little detail of all the scale models placed in orderly fashion. <laughs> I think that is a <laughs> big, big yeah. flag as to who we're I also, I, I also really like how... Um... How this dude is so obsessed with pregnancy that he's filled his story with a bunch of pregnant pauses. <laughs> <laughs> I would, uh, I would also. Hey. Would, w- oh. w- one final thing that just occurred to me, which is, you know, given given how much I think it's interesting that we're reading a diehard M-Preg fiction, considering that I'm pretty sure there's a lot more of the other franchise film franchise that Alan Rickman. Mr. Potter, did you come in my pussy, Mr. Potter? (laughs) Yeah, no, you know there's there's a library full of Harry Potter and Frank fan fiction. None are as good as this. Saruman, you must destroy the baby growing in your belly! (laughs) No, Gandalf, it must grow strong! Alan Rickman was not in those movies. (laughs) In Harry- oh yeah. What? Oh no! Sorry, I I thought um, what's it, what's it called? Uh, Alan Rickman. Yeah, no, he was not in that at all. He was, was, Lord, was he uh, not Harry in Potter. fucking Lord of the Rings? No, no, no. What? The Rings. Not. Am I thinking of the other you're guy? Think, you're thinking of Ian McKellen. Played Frodo. I'm not thinking of Ian McKellen. I'm thinking about uh, what the fuck's his name? Like Christopher the epic... Lee. Christopher Lee. That's not. Yes. Uh, yeah. Okay. I could. I see the voice. They both have like that deep kind of. Okay. <laughs> he thought it was really also has i think four years, my precious my precious yeah he has, he has a really deep my voice precious. like um 
uh, he has a deep voice like, uh, fuck. Never mind. Yeah. Never mind. Stupid riff. Let's move on. Okay, go for it. Uh, it's going nowhere fast, at least in, on my side. That's okay. Um, anyway. And my associates have some questions for you. Sort of filling, filling the blanks questions, actually. By the way, he spelled sort of as in S-O-R-T apostrophe V-E, as in sort have. Anyway, <laughs> should have also paid attention to the fucking spelling. This dude's so bad um, at writing. The group are getting nowhere fast with Takagi, whilst Hans' is already shortened fused was reducing to a wick. It doesn't make any a sense. A John Wick. John Wick's also in this. I went in the guess what? Guess another fact about John Wick in this. I'll give you three guesses about what's going on with John uh, Wick. <laughs> just hand, he hands a coin up to his like. Wait. People wait. keep asking me if I'm pregnant, and I haven't known what to respond to them with. But I did. I did a pregnancy test earlier today, and now, yeah, I'm thinking I'm pregnant. <laughs> People have been dog. asking me to see if I'm, if I'm pregnant, and I didn't know what to tell them until today. But today I woke up and I really wanted to have like cantaloupe. Yeah, and today I woke up and sandwich. I had a craving for pickles. So now, yeah, <laughs> no, no, see, I'm thinking I'm pregnant. See what I'm, I'm imagining is the first John Wick, but instead of the inciting, the inciting incident being the dog dying. It's his. It's having a miscarriage. They just shoot yeah. his baby. Well, no, they they fucking hit him with the pipe again. Oh it's no! The they just like, push him down it's the just stairs. A fucking fetus. It's not even alive yet. Just a fucking fetus. Do you know who is? Do you know who is fetus that was? They call him. The Baba they call Yaga. him the baby Mama Yaga. <laughs> <laughs> That deserves applause. That's a... Anyway. This is a great episode. I told you, I don't... I don't know. You're gonna have to kill me. Beads of sweat dripped down his face as he heard Gruber cock his pistol. Okay. (laughs) In the blink of an eye, the poor man was shot dead. Only this time, McLean blew his cover. Was war das? Gruber demanded, the intensity etched on his face. Once again, he sends Carl and his brother to investigate. John holes up in a small office room. His breath hitched, the siblings reconvene in Takagi's office. Nothing, they inform their leader, an obvious tone of irritation woven in between. Gruber purses his lips momentarily, slamming his eyes shut as he felt the familiar pang of Braxton Hicks contractions. Mm-hmm. The brothers appeared empathetic towards Gruber's struggles. This dude knows struggles, so much about pregnancy. Though wisely remained mum. I, cause, okay, okay. For, for something I was writing a while back, I had to look up shit about pregnancy because it's about, like, a, a pregnancy. This dude, this dude did research on this. This dude, this dude, like, looked up the science behind pregnancies to know what a Braxton Hicks contraction is. So, something tells me this guy didn't need to look this no, up. No, no, but oh, at yeah, no, but yes, yes, at some exactly. point in his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, man. What, well, do, you look, think anyone, look, the do you think anyone ever, like, became, like, a gynecologist through M-Preg fanfiction? <laughs> Like they were like they started writing unpregnant fanfiction. They were like, you know what? The science behind this is really fascinating. 
<laughs> yeah, no, they, they became a, a, a world famous. Oh, yeah. The reason I became a world famous gender reassignment doctor uh, working on uh, uh, pre- pregnant trans men is because of a, a long history of reading AO3. I, I, mean, uh, I, will, I will say <laughs> if you're trying to get your gender reassigned while you're pregnant, it seems like a bad time to do it. Because <laughs> yeah. what if the baby gets trapped in there? Yeah. <laughs> yeah what, what if the baby doesn't like it? Yeah. It's not good. Like the baby like crawling out of the penis like the fly imagine, baby. Like, imagine, from the yeah, fly. imagine like you're being born and it's like you're like, all right, all right. Gotta, you what know, if your like, baby is a chud? Okay. Have yeah. you thought about that? Yeah. I'm just imagining the baby coming out and seeing that it came out of a penis and just going, Ooh, that, That's actually... I'm gay now. Well, if, if the baby can talk, the baby's already, like, halfway to being Stewie Griffin, so the odds are pretty good that it's going to be fine with that. You know what I just kind of realized, and I might have to cut this out? What? In a very specific manner of thinking, I have written the Bragg story, in that it's about, like, a trans person becoming pregnant. Mm. Oh, yes, but it's not yeah. as cringe because this is No, real, no, no, no. And it's yeah. not... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this it, is... It, it, no, this it doesn't actually have phrases like uh, Hans, Hans Gruber's uh, p- pregnant belly uh, ma- made the, the poor Tyson Krupp elevator lean to the side as he uh, <laughs> leaned over to like touch the fucking button to call it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's no, it's, diff- uh, it's different stratas for sure, but it's just yeah. like... In yeah. a very technical manner of speaking. Is Hans Gruber going to start, like, crying during this? Like, is he, is he going Probably, to have, like, a, yeah. a rus of, like, a rush well, of hormones? I'm not going to, I'm not going to tell you, I'm, I'm not going to tell you how it ends. And we've been taking long enough that we might have to do two episodes on this. But. Well, I'm, I'm Let's down. go. What if, honestly, what if we did that? What if we, what if we did the first half for this episode and the, the, we just kept going and we That'd did the great. second half as the bonus? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Sure thing. I, I... All right. Yeah. So keep, keep listening. If you want to hear the whole thing, you're going to have to subscribe to our Patreon. If you've been thinking about suicide, don't do it. We're going to do the second part of this uh, later <laughs> next week. And uh, no, I mean, we're, you'll hear it later this week. We're just going, we're chugging through. No, no, no. Oh, that's that's yeah. what I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So there is okay. still hope. Sorry. Uh, this episode Palmer, will get better. <laughs> C to Heinrich. Yeah. No, oh, yes. Okay. Sorry. Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whilst Hans was with Theo, discussing the difficulty the difficulty of the seventh lock, the others had already completed wiring the rooftop. John walked almost aimlessly throughout the 32nd floor, hoping to find an answer soon. He then spots the sprinkler head above him, eyes traveling over towards the red handle of the fire alarm, immediately releasing an alert to go off. He did that with his eyes? What the fuck? Yeah, the flashing red lights had caught Eddie's attention. This, is he? Wait, is, hold on. Okay, so Hans Gruber is pregnant. John McClane is psychic. What's going on with Argyle in this? Is he like an X Man? Like, no, no clue yet, but I guess we'll find yeah. out. Is he a ghost? Is Argyle like haunt, haunting someone? I don't. Anyway, uh, the okay. flashing red Sorry. lights had caught Eddie's attention. We've got a fire alarm. He radios to Hans. However, that was the least of the German's concerns at the moment, as he felt his abdominal muscles continue to contract and wane. <laughs> You know what? You know what? You know what it is? It's that they wait the perfect amount of time. Yeah. Is that they do? They yeah. do just a bunch of diehard shit, and then they remind you. Also, he's pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Once again, through gritted teeth, he responds. Call nine one one. Give them the god's name and cancel the alarm. Then disable the sit. Eddie, what floor did that alarm go off? 
John's hope rebounded when spotting the fleet of police and fire squad. However, this soon vanished once he realized they were driving past the building. His heart sank. No! You stupid mother foo! <laughs> Do they allow people to um, post uh, swears on AO3? They allow yeah, people probably. to post men beginning pregnant. I feel no, like no, that's different. That's, that's, that's a sex thing. Yeah, that's that's not un- no. You're allowed, you're allowed to swear on the O3. It might change like what your rating is, but I don't think this guy. I has think to worry it might be that. because that's the line in the movie. Okay. Uh, well, well, no one bit if they put in Yippee Kaye, motherfucker, okay. or not. Or I guess Yippee Kaye, father. Fucker, you know? <laughs> yippee Yippee Kaye, I'm a mother. <laughs> Suddenly, hearing someone closing in, he immediately shuts up. Tony, with a submachine gun at the ready. Carefully surveying the crude, somewhat desolate circumference of the still unfinished floor, the sound of a table saw immediately catches the German's attention. It is here McLean is lying in wait. It was becoming quite obvious to the terrorist leader that his daughter's birth was imminent, <laughs> forcing, <laughs> forcing his mind to overcome focusing on his body's cries of pain. He inhales and exhales deeply, sitting on the edge of a table as standing for too long was proving taxing. I wanted this to be professional. Efficient, adult cooperation. Not a lot to ask. Alas, Mr. Takagi did not see it that way. So he won't be joining us for the rest of his life. Suddenly, the elevator that Fritz was guarding opens, inside revealing Tony's lifeless body. A Santa hat perched atop his head, and riding scrawled in blood across his gray sweatshirt. Hans makes his way over as swiftly as his fatigued and aching body would allow. His eyes scan the crude writing as his swollen hands lift the fabric to read more clearly. I have a machine gun now. Ho, ho, ho. Can I ask one question? Yes? Where did he get the blood to write this? Because you got to imagine he's missed his period by this point. Oh when no! Uh, it's, it's John McClane <laughs> who know, wrote it on. Another, I know I'm making another pregnancy joke. Oh, oh that, is John McClane also pregnant in this? He should be. Yeah. Can we Frankly, just pretend it's... that John McClane's also pregnant in this? I mean, sure. Why not? Yeah. Why not? Why not? Okay. I would also like to say it's very funny they picked a movie where to have the villain pregnant, it would be really stupid to have the main villain be pregnant while also doing yeah. this mission. It's, I, I mean, I guess they needed, like, the party as the distraction in the room, but they couldn't have waited a week. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, this dude's water is breaking, and he's like, no, we gotta, we gotta do our heist right now. <laughs> Reading we this gotta do our got, heist. got me thinking... Of another like movie where it would be really funny that the lead character or like the lead antagonist is pregnant for no reason. Uh, do you guys remember Behind Enemy Lines with Owen Wilson and uh, uh, Gene no. Hackman? No, no. It, it was like is, a that's not the one where that's not the one where he's like a, a kid's bodyguard, right? No, no, no. Behind Enemy Lines is where Owen Wilson is like a pilot pilot that gets shot down oh. by a Serb holding like a potato. And uh, in Bosnia, <laughs> and uh, like uncovers like Srebrenica uh, single handedly. By the way, no need for any stupid journalist to get involved. Oh, I was uh, I was thinking of the movie Drillbit Taylor. 
Oh, yes, that is exactly the one okay. you're thinking of. And it would be yeah. much funnier if Drillbit Taylor was pregnant the entire time while he was wailing <laughs> on those fucking kids. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what would be the best movie for this, Palma? Collateral. Tom Cruise is pregnant in that one. That would be the best <laughs> movie for this. <laughs> like handcuffs Jamie Foxx. is like, all right, so first thing you're going to do is you're going to drive me to the hospital. <laughs> But before that, I want you to drive me to Dairy Queen, and we're going to buy every single Frosty, oh. one of each. Yeah. I, I can think of the scariest one, which would be the hunt for Red October, because imagine being in that submarine and pregnant. It'd be fucking terrifying. Uh, what's that Andrew Sean with... Connery? Absolutely not. Oh, fuck. What's it called? Is it Death in Venice or something? No. Death in Venice? Uh, That's the one with the pedophilia? F- the funniest, I think, would, would probably be Highlander, because, like, you know, how can there be only one <laughs> oh, if you're that's pregnant? that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, what's another movie that would be funny if the main character was male pregnant? Um, mm. Yeah, I mean, a lot of them. Yeah, yeah all of them. Uh, Whiplash. 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 Oh, wait, I, have, I have a good yes. one. I have a good one. I have a really good one. Uh, it's it's <laughs> it's Gone in 60 Seconds starring Nick Cage, and it's called Gone in 40 Weeks. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, uh, Wake and Fright. <laughs> yeah, have you guys we- seen that? I know no. of that one. Yeah, the one with the kangaroo killing. Yes, yes, yeah. dude. Uh, it's um, it's Donald Pleasance and some like uh, Australian twink, uh, like getting a fight in the middle of that movie for no reason, and it's really funny because they're both just like shirtless on a dirt floor in some like really shitty town in the middle of the outback, just like having a fight over like the last beer. It's more of a genre, but I feel like every. Hong Kong era Jackie Chan action film, <laughs> like doing the shtick he's doing, <laughs> especially the ending of Police Story. Yeah, where he just drop kicks the guy, the pregnant guy, R- repelling down like the hanging lights in the mall yeah. while also oh, heavily oh, pregnant. Yeah. What's um? What's what's the movie where The Rock is in like a burning skyscraper and he's trying to save his family? Oh, not Die yeah, Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it is kind of Die. God damn it! I forgot it was basically Die Hard. What was that called? Like High Rise or something? I forget. Yeah. I remember seeing trailers for it a bunch. Um, I thought you were talking about oh, uh, skyscraper. Is is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skyscraper. Yes, yes. That guy, such a stupid name for a movie. Yeah, let's name it after the thing that's in the fucking and uh, uh, like the I don't know in the poster. The uh, yeah. airplane, the towering inferno. What's in what's on the poster? A big uh, building on fire. Amazing. Yeah. It, like so it'd be like if if like. They took the movie Speed and they called it Bus or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Bus period. I am not familiar enough with his pedigree, but I'm pretty sure there's an M. Night movie you could rewrite where the twist is yeah, pregnant. Oh, I mean, while oh. we're on the subject also. The speed. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. The Curious, yes. the curious Case of Benjamin <laughs> yes. Button. Yeah, yeah. Yes. 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 Yeah, he's, he's really old and he's pregnant. Oh, shit. What if, what if, okay. So he ages backwards, but then what if he gets pregnant and the baby ages forward? <laughs> Oh yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's what it would be yeah. normally, right? Because you wouldn't expect it to. No, be- see, I thought you were gonna go way more fucked up. Would you see Loop oh, back inside? And uh, no, no, like, Looper would yeah. also be a good one. Oh, where, where <laughs> Bruce Willis comes oh, back in time, but he's also pregnant. This one's a little convoluted, but I feel like with all the ancestral undertones in that movie, Back to the Future, but Marty McFly is pregnant. Oh, that'd be good. Be a What's that uh, Hayden Christensen movie that, uh, Star Wars. Like, like in the mid-aughts? Uh, no, Marty McFly. Jumper. Ma- oh, Jumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful film. No, ba- ba- 
Back to the Future. <laughs> but when when he Marty looks at the picture of his siblings getting erased, he also looks at a picture of his baby's ultrasound. Okay, that's a good one. That's a good. Here's another good movie. Ready? The movie Philadelphia. But instead of being gay, you'll never guess what's happening to Tom Hanks. <laughs> <laughs> And then it's mm. and then it's Denzel has to get over the fact that he's dealing with a pregnant guy. <laughs> he has he has he has a bunch of prejudice against men who get pregnant, and he has to get over it. You do the opening of Goodfellas. Ever since I was ever a kid, since I, I was a kid, I wanted to be pregnant. I was <laughs> that's really good. Miller's yeah. Crossing. What, what if it was New Jack City? If it was New Jack City, who would be pregnant? Would it be Wesley Snipes, Ice T, Van Peebles, or Judd? Oh Nelson? shit! Uh, probably Judd Nelson. Here's one though. Judge Dredd, but he's pregnant. Yeah, <laughs> Judge Pragg. Judge Pragg. Yeah, Judge Pragg. That would be really fucking good. Oh, where right. the fuck anyway, were we? Let's get back yeah. to this stupid fucking thing. <laughs> Lost in translation. That's my last one. one. Lost in translation, one. but Bill Murray's pregnant. <laughs> yeah. Tar, tar. There we go. Yeah. Ugh, um, shut up. All right, you ruined it. Come on, keep going. A security guard yeah, we missed. Anyway, a security guard we missed. Fritz inquired. Grubber. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Gruber released his hold on the shirt in exasperation. He sighed deeply. They're usually growing fat on a pension. This, something else. Ich habe, ich habe sie gesagt. Niemand kann sehen. McLean watches it all unfold from the safety of an HVAC vent. Over the radio, Fritz was about to notify Carl of his brother's death when Hans doubled over in pain. The henchman immediately became panicked. Sorry, Krankenwagen rufen! Gruber waved him off, his vexation mounting. He again practiced his deep breathing, hoping his contractions would ebb off. Nein, sie nicht bereit. Can I say, Palma, your, your yes. German's like surprisingly good. Like, are you from one of the Latin American oh, countries you. where the Nazis went to, or is you just like, like just naturally no. skilled? No. I mean, yes and no. Uh, I went to a. When I lived in El Salvador, I went to the german school for like two years uh, okay. and they, they make you like read and write a little bit but like the the uh, you know like the pronunciation kind of sticks with you forever yeah okay makes yeah. sense anyway oh my god sorry that was siri siri, uh, siri didn't have an answer for that but i did <sighs> uh anyway mclean continued to observe in silence from above writing the names of the ones still standing in sharpie down his arm Listening to Han's almost pain-sounding voice, he knew at that tone. Striking out an all-too-familiar chord with him. Oh, no. Five years prior, when he was in labor with his firstborn daughter. Through all the mental and physical exhaustion, no! worth it. That with somewhat of a cockeyed smirk, he scribbles with small letters. Pregnant? Question mark? Besides oh, Han's okay, name. Okay, 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 okay. So, so there's so much lore that has been unlocked here. No, this is not oh. a world where Hans Gruber accidentally got pregnant. This is Die Hard no, no. in a world where men get pregnant and women impregnate. Yes. So, that's, so, so, oh, the, that's awesome. The Asian mm. businessman, he gave birth to all five of those kids. Yes, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Oh, we were yes, joking before. Yes. No, he gave birth to all of them. God damn, imagine wow. how bad men's bodies would look if they also had to give birth. <laughs> like, you guys don't keep track of, or you don't, guys don't keep care of yourself on a good day. Holy cow. Imagine how good uh, men's bodies would, would feel knowing uh, how much maternity, maternity leave they would probably have. 
Yeah. Uh, because uh, they, they can watch the game. Yeah. They're pregnant. Yeah. No, absolutely. Uh, it would be a lot less taboo to drink while pregnant. Too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have just a little beard. Yeah. Probably won't hurt much. Anyway. Abortion would be like all the like every activist says abortion would be legal or would be legal all the freaking time. Yeah, that's for damn sure. That's for damn right, sure. I'll. I'll read. Uh, I'll read chapter three. Okay. Chapter three. Okay. Hoping to cover more ground, Marco, Fritz, and Carl all began a manhunt for McLean. Carl was out for blood. Unfortunately for John, his mayday for help to emergency services was also annexed by the Germans' walkie-talkie. Hans' eyes widen as he realizes the golden opportunity they had inadvertently stumbled across, his mouth slightly agape with surprise. The roof! Go, go! He orders his men. One by one, they depart the room, guns at the ready. Despite John's efforts, the dispatchers continued believing it was a crank call, lambasting him for using an emergency channel. Swearing until he was red in the face, suddenly gunfire rang out up from above him. One of the woman dispatchers soft. What is what is this word? I think it's trying to be side. Sowed. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> One of the woman dispatchers soughed to humor McLean. However, they radioed nearby Sergeant Powell to investigate. The rotund man, okay, well, he's not, not a novelty on. in this. He's okay. He's got a little bit, Reginald Val Johnson is a little bit of weight. Rotund is yeah, a little rotund far. Rotund implies yeah. spherical. Yeah, yeah because rotund is what you call like the guys who wear uh, blueberry suits to look fat. Yeah. Because he's, like their fetish is being like Augustus, Augustus yeah. Loop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chill well, out. He, he's, I mean, he's a He's not as big as Hans Gruber is. Yeah. <laughs> Rotund I mean, man grumbled in discon- uh, discontent as his hopes to rip open his bag wait, of wait, gas wait, station wait, snack wait, case wait, had been interrupted. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. On the topic of Reginald Bell Johnson, can I put forward one idea? And I want you guys to. Yes. I want you guys to to engage with it in a. You know, I, I want you to actually engage with that. I want you like sit down and think about it. Um, so, Carl Winslow is sitting at home and he puts a hand on his stomach and he feels a kick and he's like, who could have done that? And then Urkel comes in and Urkel is like, did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Carl, did I come in your pussy? (laughs) Uh, Regardless, he decides to head over towards the plaza. McLean driving behind countless structures and railings of the helipad-marked roof, bullets whizzing past his head. Suddenly, he spots the door leading to the ventilation fan. With absolute precision, he shoots out the latch and ducks inside. Hans' henchmen follow close behind, using his pistol as a wedge. He eased himself carefully through the large blades. Just then, he heard the metallic ping as bullets ricocheted off the metal his foot nearly escaping injury as he heaved over on the other side. Getting to his feet swiftly, he rushes down the steel catwalk. Carl and Fritz are closing in on him. He nears a grated panel, knocking it out with the butt of his relinquished requisitioned SMG. Okay, so he's a gun autist too. Yeah, yeah. Requisitioned SMG. Of course. Fritz quickly radios Hans. Uh, Palma, can you cover for me on the church? Yeah, absolutely. Hang on, where are we? Oh yeah, um, I'm... Oh fuck! Ausdruckschacht. Hast du mich gebracht? 
Okay, good. It. Yeah, no, I think you got yeah. it right. I will, I will, just, I will just say for uh, audio quality's sake, when you were saying these, can you please stop goose-stepping around because it does pick up on the mic? <laughs> okay, yes, I will. Yeah. I'm sorry, the Roman salute picks up on the mic, but... Yes. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. I, I have to do it so I keep my hands off the uh, off the table. My 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 mic mount isn't so good. So, so if I bump, perfect. You guys can hear it. Perfect. In parentheses, Hans finally responds. Without warning, another contraction tore through the poor, fatigued German. Oh, he poor clenches guy. his teeth through the pain. The police will be here soon. I can stall them, but not for long. Elevators are closed off. Lock him in and come back quickly. McLean braces the gun. Just as yet another as yet another wedge, shimming down the shoulder strap of the elevator shaft. Meanwhile, the last of Han's patience, strength, and sanity was being tested. As if having some rogue cop meddle in their plans wasn't bad enough, it seemed like his daughter wasn't going to hold out for much longer. <laughs> it just it doesn't get old. Yeah. yeah. In fact, instinct was telling him that it may very well be within the next couple of hours. <laughs> It better be within the next couple of chapters, because otherwise we're never going to get to the fucking payoff here. Yeah. McLean was about halfway down when the gun lost its holding. The man, the man's heart leapt in his throat, feel, feeling himself freefall briefly until he was able to thankfully cling onto the duct opening beneath it. From there, he begins his descent. Uh, begins his decent, feeling as though he were <laughs> back home in a crowded subway. He slowly crawled along. The commotion alerted the Germans. They raced towards the floor. Carl's eyes fixed upon the air duct above him. He fires off several rounds, a bullet missing McLean by a couple inches. The blonde walks along the length of the ducting, prodding it with the muzzle of his gun. John froze, holding his breath anxiously as he continued watching through the slats of the vent, directing his pistol downwards, ready at any moment to fire. Suddenly, Fritz rushed over to him. This, in turn thankfully pulling Carl's attention away. He finds himself back in Mr. Takagi's office, his remnants still splattered across the glass panels and floor. He moves hastily towards the large bay window and peers down perplexed as patrol car aimlessly circles the drive. Hans radios down to Eddie to be ready to put on his facade as soon as he greeted the cop. As soon as he released the button, Grubber... Grubber. Second yeah, I, Second I had time. that. Sorry, I, I that happened in my chapter too, where like they've somehow also started uh, writing it as Grubber with two B's. Uh, Gruber, mm. I think this. Grubber was hit with yet another merciless wave of pain. He grips the desk, trying his best to convince his brain to focus on something other than the pain. Even an officer, what can I do for you? In a fruitless effort to alert the sergeant with a chair shattering the window pane, this, unfortunately, also attracted the attention of one of Gruber's snipers on the roof. He swiftly radios Heinrich in the midst of finishing the writing for, wiring for the explosives. He signals down to Marco. Like, okay, this is excessively diehard recap. Yeah, no, they, like, Jesus literally Christ. they were writing this as they were just watching Die Hard. Like, it's like... Yeah, it's, it's like, like a stenographer. It's, like painting, it's insane. Yeah, it's, it's like painting a still life, but of the movie Die Hard and with words. Um, <laughs> okay, yeah. Palma, punch in. Okay. Oh, Achtung! Wir tun! Wir Schnell! Schnell! Eddie feigning interest in a football game, all the while keeping a watchful eye on Powell. Marco races towards the boardroom. No sooner had he stepped foot through the doorway, McLean was right there. 
a pistol pointed towards him, screaming to put his gun down. Caught up in the moment, but refusing to comply, he pulled the trigger. However, it was Heinrich to suffer the fatal bullet when he emerged behind his fellow henchman. Marco ducked, immediately scrambling up onto the zigzag row of tables. Meanwhile, back down at the library lobby... Hold on, hold on, we need to talk about that sentence for a second. Immediately scramp meanwhile. Yeah. You can't start a paragraph and then go meanwhile. Uh, this person can do anything Fuck they you. want. <laughs> a lot of people would say men can't get pregnant. But... This is probably the point where they stopped watching and recapping and then they moved on to like all the heavy stuff because I'm... Not not to uh, spoil chapter four, but uh, it, it it gets yeah. much more oh, pregnancy-ish. Oh, okay. Oh no! I think I'm reading that okay. one next time. We're we're almost okay. We're almost good through uh, chapter three. Yeah. Um. Meanwhile, back down at the lobby, Powell seated. It was nothing but a goose chase and departs. <laughs> Marco cocks the automatic, firing rapid shot after rapid shot. Plumes of wood dust explode with each round. He neared the end of the last table, laughing madly as he relo- reloads. What are you gonna do? You've run out of cover, asshole. The henchman exclaimed arrogantly. John smirked and sent several rounds of hot lead through the table and ultimately into No, Marco. what if it hits he the baby? Instantly. <laughs> in a la- the baby. In a last-ditch effort to attract the sergeant's attention, McLean struggles to heave Marco's body out the broken window onto the patrol car's hood below. It isn't long before the plaza is swarmed with LAPD. All of you relax. This is just a matter of inconvenient timing, that's all. This action was inevitable. Hans, oh, this was Hans, okay. Hans addresses the room full of hostages behind an office desk. Suddenly, he grits his teeth, feeling another wave overtake him. He rubs his stomach in a hopeful effort the baby would settle down, turning away momentarily, speaking under his breath softly. Bedouin can shut. (laughs) What the fuck, dude? I... Can I, before we start the next chapter, I just want to say that it's so... We're, we're gonna, no, yeah, we're, we're going to pause. Okay. Uh, we're going to stop this episode, and then we're going to start the new episode on chapter four. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, so if you want to know what happens next, subscribe to those good old-fashioned values Patreon. We have a lot of we're cool stuff have, outside uh, of Empreg. We're going to finish story with yeah. our good friend, Palma. Yeah, we just, we just put out an episode that was like a dating show that was very fun. So go check out the Patreon. We will be with you a little bit later. stop recording now but before i do i'm gonna put in a couple of sides for the poem is that okay uh come on where are you sorry i saved this somewhere ah here it is uh, ding dong went the short chime sandeep said hello what will you have the night manager said we're all out of corn dogs but we beer bootleg cbd and diet baja blast 
One of each, said Santa, not knowing what he'd bought. Yada, yada, yada. I think we're good.